Hello and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. And we are joined here um, today with, by Edward Harris, um, President and CEO of Discover Lancaster. Thanks for joining us, Ed. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Love being on your podcast. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've known you for quite a while and uh, was really happy when I read, uh, you know, two and a half, almost three years ago, that you uh, took the top job there in a great, very interesting destination. Um, so how has it been? I know, wow, you jumped in right sort of in the middle of the pandemic. Um, how's it been? What's it been like? Sure. Well, I, I would summarize uh, my Discover Lancaster tenues, tenure so far, I would say into maybe three different chapters or buckets. Uh, chapter one, I, I began working here in June of 2020. So during the pandemic and in those early days, it was about keeping the lights on, uh, survival, working with a skeleton crew, like a lot of organizations, uh, meeting new people on Zoom, uh, filling out a lot of paperwork to request any grant dollars that might be available. And then I would say that kind of phased into sort of the second uh, phase or chapter, which was more about uh, receiving the grant money, spending it on travel safe advertising, um, you know, showing things to do outside uh, in our TV campaigns and really adding back furloughed staff. And for me, developing a new three-year strategy for the organization. And then more recently, um, it's been more about sort of implementing that newer strategic plan, uh, spending more time in person with elected officials, board members, business owners, um, and, and thankfully watching visitors return to our destination in a big way, in a surprisingly big way, um, so much so that both 2021 and 2022 for us happened to be stronger than 2018 and 2019 before the pandemic. Yeah, and I guess you're one of those destinations that have, you know probably fared better than other ones because you're 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 relatively close to a huge drive market and people who were kind of cooped up during the pandemic uh, when it was okay to kind of go out and about they didn't want to travel by air so Lancaster is is a great option from a couple of giant metro areas right it, it definitely is um you know we're we're within three hours of places like New York City Washington DC a shorter drive to Philadelphia and Baltimore and so um yeah, and, and Lancaster is such a unique place that when you do that road trip, you feel like it's just far enough to feel like you, you're getting away to a, a very unique destination. And I have to say, as a resident, uh, I love the food here. <laughs> uh, there's lots of farm-to-table restaurants. Yeah, uh, The ice cream is off the charts because we have quite a few dairy farms. Um, the cookies, the pretzels, the pies, et cetera, they're all, you know, made from farm fresh ingredients. And so, you know, that Pennsylvania Dutch cooking that this area is famous for, uh, from the chicken pot pies to the whoopie pies and the shoe fly pies, I really need to watch my waistline. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you're settling in pretty good then, huh? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. 
Um, just in general, what are some of the challenges facing the DMO community? Uh, you know, what are you hearing from your colleagues uh, these days? Yeah, like like a lot of my colleagues, um, we've had to transition our cultures uh, into a more adaptable and flexible place to work. And we have to kind of come to grips with the reality that having some unpredictability is our new normal, right? And you know, this new world allows for more virtual flexibility like this podcast we're having right now. And I, I think it requires leaders like us and staff uh, to be more nimble. And I think as soon as we can all accept this, it's easier to move forward and you know, maybe not hold on to all the routines of the past. I think change can be uncomfortable for some people, but um, I also think staffing in our industry is going to be a challenge for a little while. And, you know, as leaders, we need to not only find the right people to fill open positions, but maybe more importantly now than ever before, we need to focus on retention. So there's a definitely some of the challenges I think I'm, I'm speaking for most DMOs when I talk about staffing shortages, um, being more adaptable in this new climate we're in, um, and, and just being able to kind of make decisions on the fly, I think is is new for a lot of us. Yeah, I've always admired, um, you came into the DMO industry um, after doing, uh, having uh, senior positions in, in, I guess, retail marketing. Um, I, I forget the exact companies, but I always thought that you brought a really uh, fresh sort of air of marketing strategy into the. Uh, into well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, my background is 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 unique in the sense that it may not be similar to a lot of people um, who are leading destination marketing organizations, but my, you know, the first 20 years of my working career, um, you know, we're spent working in marketing roles in the for-profit sector, uh, specifically for sneaker and fashion brands. So I did chapters at Under Armour, Timberlands, uh, Converse. And so um, there were some parallels from a marketing perspective in that uh, instead of there being a new product line to tell stories around every quarter, here in the tourism arena, we're telling you know stories about things to do on a seasonal basis, and it's more experiential versus selling products. But there are a lot of similarities. But I would say that um, it's a true honor to serve in this role in in destination management, and I feel really lucky um, to work with this awesome team here in Lancaster. And I will also so say though that being a CEO is very different than being a CMO, it's a chief marketing officer, which was uh, the role I was in uh, with Valley Forge Tourism before um, relocating to Lancaster. And um, you know, this role involves spending more time, I would say, with a wide, wider range of leaders. So from board members to elected officials, to hoteliers, restaurateurs, uh, even local university presidents and business owners, uh, because you really have to know the pulse of the community in a role like this. And a lot and of stakeholders, you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's how you, you learn about the trends, and that helps sort of set the strategy and guide the staff uh, day to day. And are you are you sitting on like a trove of vintage sneakers? Uh, those things are 
that's like retirement money there if you have a with the well, prices they're going for right well yeah it's funny you bring up um retirement because one of the nice things uh we've seen since the pandemic is lancaster has has received some national attention uh u.s news and world report uh, ranked Lancaster for the first time in 2022 as the number one place for retirement. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with what you talked about early on, Tyler, is, is our geographic proximity to some of the bigger cities. So yeah, you're not- Yeah, wait, what, what area does uh, Discover Lancaster cover? It's not just the city of Lancaster, right? Right, yeah. We're one of the bigger counties in the state of Pennsylvania. And- um, you know, we're, we sit about 90 miles, um, 90 minutes actually, uh, drive from the Inner Harbor area of Baltimore or Center City, Philadelphia. So we kind of sit right there just above Maryland, but in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'm a big sports fan. And so it's been interesting um, to work with Eagles fans, Ravens fans, Steelers fans. It's, it's sort of an in, in, interesting mix uh, melting pot, I guess you would call it from a sports fan standpoint. Um, but yeah, so from the retirement uh, publicity we've received to um, a couple websites like Wallet Hub uh, ranked as number one small city to live in in America and a, and a company called Ownerly, another real estate website uh, ranked Lancaster as the number one U.S. city for remote workers. So we've definitely been put more on the map um, over the past year as there's this virtual flexibility and, and some people uh, would rather, you know, take the train in or drive into New York a couple days a month and, and live in the countryside. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, what, what makes Lancaster a unique destination for meetings? What do, what do planners need to know about it? Yeah, um, well, um, just, a, just a quick stat, we do have over 120 hotel options. Um, so, so basically for any budget, um, our team will work with the meeting planner. We do have a GBAC certified convention center right in Lancaster City. Uh, we have the largest indoor sports facility in North America, which also hosts events. Uh, we know that the, um, the American Quilt Show will be returning uh, to Lancaster for uh, three more years. Um, going forward. That was a recent development. And so, you know, we, we have the space, but um, in addition to kind of checking the boxes on the accommodations and the meeting space, we do have a wide range of very unique experiences when it comes to things like, you know, team outings and team building, because, you know, we've got everything from peeking into the simple life uh, of our captivating Amish neighbors to experiencing things like our vintage Strasburg Railroad experience, uh, our wineries and breweries. We've got hot air balloon rides, um, zip lining, axe throwing. So, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do with your group here. Uh, so it sounds like a cliche, but we, we do feel like there's something for everyone. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, we're significantly much more affordable than many other destinations. And, um, you know, you mentioned some of the things that might be surprising to planners. I just wrote a story about Lancaster, and I, I may not be pronouncing this right, but there's a 
uh, there's at Rock Lidditz, the uh, production facility there, where all these major touring acts rehearse. And I guess it's available for planners or, or events also. Why don't you tell uh, people about that? And if there's anything else that you think they uh, would be kind of surprised to hear about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so Rock Lidditz has become the go-to place for some of the biggest entertainers, uh, rock stars in the world to practice uh, before they go out on tour. And so um, they have these mega spaces where you can test all your pyrotechnics, all your sound, all your massive video displays that happen you know, behind the stage and everyone from Taylor Swift to Billy Joel to Rihanna and Justin Bieber and all these big names um, in, the, in the, the rock and music world, entertainment world have been coming through Lancaster over the past couple of years. And that, that complex, this place called Rock Lidditz is getting just bigger and bigger. They just announced they're adding another hotel uh, wow. because the whole crew for these bands who, who are doing all the lighting in these big arenas and everything need a space and a place to practice all of this uh, sophisticated technology that goes on that, you know, the average person is entertained, but has no idea of all the details that are going on behind the scenes at some of these big, massive concerts. And they practice all of these world tours here in Lancaster at the facility called Rock Lidditz. And, you know, people are more interested. Rolling Stone magazine uh, did a big article on Rock Lidditz and all the celebrities that um, come through this sort of quiet, peaceful destination to turn up the volume and practice yeah. loud <laughs> rock concerts. But it's it's interesting when you know the local news shows photos of you know big you know big entertainers having breakfast in a local diner here, or you know it, it does happen. But um, Rock Lidditz also does meetings, um, and they've got a bunch of hotel rooms. So that's another place. To, to your point that maybe not your average planner is that familiar with, although the word is starting to spread about, you know, these big names who come through here. That is so cool, man. I, I, uh, I don't know if you play any instruments, but I, hopefully you can uh, plug into the system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get a guitar well, and plug it in and play a chord, you know? Oh, well, that, that's the other thing. As you might imagine, you know, the, the crew that works with some of these, these bands and entertainers um, you know, they need all the stuff that, you know, musicians may need. So the next time you're in town, um, Tyler, remind me to take you over there and see the campus because, I mean, there's all these stores that have just guitars and different instruments, all, all, whether it's acoustic or electric guitars, and it's, it's massive. It's anything that, you know, all kinds of different lighting and, and like I mentioned, the pyrotechnics and fire and all, all the stuff that happens at a big, giant concert is very accessible to all these people that need to work on these shows. And one of the things they do is they actually have a stopwatch and they practice the setup and breakdown of these massive stages that go in and out of arenas so that they can get everything on the truck and get to the next city and, and, and you know, set up on time. All of that coordination, all that practice also happens at Rock Lidditz. That is amazing. I, I definitely will take you up on that. I want to see that. Um, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, before we end the uh, podcast, 
is there any news from the area that uh, planners should be aware of? Yeah, I think um, in addition to spending time here in Lancaster, uh, planners sometimes forget uh, that we're a short drive to great nearby central Pennsylvania attractions like Hershey Park um, and Gettysburg National Military Park. So, you know, 45 minutes to an hour after your meeting here in Lancaster, when it ends, you could be riding giant roller coasters or taking a tour to see how they make Reese's peanut butter cups uh, and Hershey kisses over at Hershey Park, or you could be touring the battlefield at Gettysburg. So that those are nearby attractions that I think, you know, we're trying to get the word out more about because you can really build a jam-packed itinerary and it totally fits into this leisure trend we're seeing where people want to extend their trip to Lancaster a few days. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Ed. Thank you for having me. Always happy to talk with you, Zyler. Likewise. Um, that was Edward Harris, uh, President and CEO of Discover Lancaster. Uh, I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content uh, Director of Meetings Today. Thank you for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Um, if you're interested in more of our podcasts with industry thought leaders, head on over to meetingstoday.com and uh, check out our podcast uh, section. Uh, I was just at PCMA and kind of overdid it on the interviews, uh, but I think you might enjoy it. There's some uh, really interesting uh, thought leaders, as I mentioned, in the industry that uh, can share some intelligence with you there. So thanks for joining us and whatever you're up to with the rest of the day, go out and make it a great one. Thank you.